0: LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, I just wanted to do a quick memo before we get started with today's episode. If you're not following us on social media, you may have missed our big announcement It is with great sadness that I announce that we will no longer be doing Crimeaholics here in the very near future. This decision was not taken lightly, and Kinsey and I are so sad to say goodbye to the podcast. However, we both have so much exciting things happening in our lives that has caused us to come to this decision. Kinsey is following some super awesome, amazing dreams, and she got a job as a crime investigative journalist, and I myself am launching a brand new podcast called Crime with Holly. I am so excited to continue my content over on a new platform, and it will be very much like what you all are used to today. I plan to continue with Missing Mondays as I have found that not only do you guys love this segment, but I am extremely passionate about the missing. I feel like it's a big calling for me to continue to help spread awareness, and there is so much power in continuing to share these stories. Of course, I will also have our regular murdered and unsolved cases. Like I said, it's going to be ran very similar to Crimeaholics, so be sure to follow my social media account to stay up to date with all of that, and also check out Crime with Holly wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also hop over to Instagram to read our full farewell message and to find out where you can follow both of us on social media. Thank you guys. We love you all and have appreciated all of the love and the support over the last three and a half years. Welcome back, everyone. It's your host, Holly, and I am back today with a Missing Monday case for you all. If you're new to the podcast, Missing Mondays is a segment that was created to help keep missing person's name and information in the media the best we can and to hopefully help aid in their return home. 90,000 people are missing in the U.S. at any given time, and while some are found alive or deceased, the majority are still missing today. The mission and goal with Missing Mondays is to continue to share these cases and to never let their names or their stories be forgotten. You truly never know how far the reach can go on these stories. It just takes one person to hear about one of these cases to realize that they may have information, that they may have seen something. There is power in social media. There is power in continuing to share these stories and coming together to fight for answers and to fight for justice. If you can't tell, the missing is something I'm extremely passionate about, and I just want these families to get the answers that they deserve. I couldn't imagine living life not knowing what happened to my loved one. With that said, I do want to give a quick update on a missing persons case that I covered over on TikTok. If you don't follow me, you can find me over on TikTok at crimaholly.podcast. This is a case from 2021 out of Turley, Oklahoma. On October 21st, Dwayne Selby and his friend Jack Grimes had been reported missing. They were supposed to be headed to Texas for a horse show, but they never showed up. When Glenda Parton, who went by the name of Cookie, hadn't heard from her son, Dwayne, she went to go search for him. She also disappeared. Jack Grimes's remains were eventually found, but Dwayne and his mother remained missing. It was announced that on Tuesday, August 15th, two sets of remains had been located and had been identified as both Dwayne and Glenda. The remains were found not far from where Jack's remains had been originally located. On September 13th, the Tulsa County Sheriff's Office announced that 40-year-old John Brian Good was charged with the murders of Jack, Dwayne, and Glenda. He is charged with three counts of first-degree murder in connection to this case. He was also sentenced on September 12th to 32 years in prison for another homicide case that happened in the city of Tulsa. I will also include links in the description of this episode if you guys want to read up on that case more. But with that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into today's Missing Monday's case. Today's Missing Mondays case takes us to Casper, Wyoming, and is on the disappearance of Christy Richardson. October 6, 2014 was a chilly autumn evening in Casper, Wyoming. Amber Fazio was at home celebrating her birthday when her mother, 61-year-old Christy Lynn Richardson, stopped by at 5.30 p.m. She was there to give her daughter a hug and a card for her birthday. What Amber didn't know when she hugged her mother goodbye and continued her quiet evening at home celebrating with her husband and children was that that would be the last time that she would see her mother again. There isn't a ton of information about Christy, who went by Chris, out there as far as her early life and family life, but what I was able to find was that Chris married her high school sweetheart named Ronald Richardson on May 27, 1972. The following year, Ron and Chris would welcome their first child, which was a baby girl that they named Amber. And then again in 1976, they had their second child, which was a boy that they named Tracy. In 1979, Ron and Chris started their trucking business that they named Richardson Trucking, and at that time, they only had one driver, which was Ron. But the two of them had really big goals and dreams for this company, and they worked so hard to achieve them. With a lot of hard work and determination, they built this business throughout the years. And eventually, they became one of the most respected oil field trucking companies in the Mountain West. Ron and Chris's lives revolved around their children and their business, and by all accounts that I could find, they were just amazing people. It seems like they did their very best that they could for their children, and they raised them to be successful and independent individuals. However, on April 26, 2013, Ron passed away at the age of 63. And I couldn't find details about his death or if he had been battling anything health-wise, but I know that this was obviously very heartbreaking for the entire family. He left behind his children, grandchildren, and his wife of over 40 years. Despite the loss of her soulmate, Chris powered on and continued to run Richardson trucking. So when she didn't show up to work on October 7th, 2014, her employees were immediately concerned, and they called her daughter Amber to see if she had seen her mother. This took Amber and her husband Pete by surprise because they literally had seen her the night before. It was very unlike Chris not to show up for work, and it was even more unlike her to just not call in and tell someone if she wasn't going to be there. After getting off the phone, Amber and Pete immediately rushed over to Chris's home to see if something was wrong. After knocking and nobody coming to the door, Amber and her husband let themselves in through the front door with their very own key, and they started calling out to her. When they got no answer, they began searching the entire house for her, getting more and more frantic by the second. They went to check the garage to see if her car was there. Maybe something had happened to Chris on the drive into work. Maybe she had an appointment that she forgot to tell someone about. But as soon as they opened the door and saw Chris's car inside of the garage, Amber said she knew that something was wrong. Also inside the house, they found all of Chris's personal belongings, which included her purse that had a large sum of cash in it. Chris was like most women, and she always made sure that she had her purse with her. So if she had left, she would have, for sure, without a doubt, taken her purse with her. There also didn't appear to be anything unusual within the home. Nothing appeared to be missing other than Chris Richardson herself. And with everything pretty much in its place, Amber and her husband called the Casper Police Department and reported her mom missing and requested that the police come out to the house immediately. When the authorities arrived, they brought with them crime scene investigators who began searching the house top to bottom for any clues or signs of what could have happened to Chris. They found no obvious signs of a struggle. It didn't appear that there had been any forced entry, nothing was knocked over, nothing was ransacked, and there was literally no sign of foul play. But one thing that the investigators found that was a big red flag for them was Chris's cell phone was found on her bed. This really stuck out to them as being odd because Chris was this big owner of this trucking company. The trucks had to be dispatched through her. So she always made sure to have her cell phone on her because she had to run her business day and night. She wouldn't have left that phone behind for any reason." K2 Radio also reported that officers were told from Chris's family that the garage door opener that was typically inside of her purse was actually missing. They also reported, and I have to say, I couldn't find a ton of information on this, so take it for what you will. But they also said that police officers observed stains on the bed sheets that could have possibly been blood or urine. And again, I couldn't find a lot of information about this. I couldn't find whether it was cleared up as to what it was. Uh, In interviews that I watched with her family, this wasn't mentioned. So again, take that for what you will. With nothing to go off of, the authorities began investigating those closest to Chris. As we know, often in these cases, the people that are closest are often involved. So they started doing a deep dive on her son, Tracy, who was an attorney, as well as her daughter, Amber, and Amber's husband. Could there have been a financial reason that Chris's children may have wanted her gone? It was no secret to many people that Chris butted heads a lot with Amber's husband, Pete. They didn't always see eye-to-eye on the business aspect of things, and they interviewed, polygraphed, and extensively looked into him and everybody else within her family. From what I could find, they didn't find any connection. However, I don't think they were fully ruled out either which I just want to say I don't think that means anything. Personally, I do not believe her family is involved in any kind of way, which, of course, we will get into more details later. I just think at this point, the authorities don't have solid evidence pointing towards any one person. So at this time, everyone is a person of interest, and that's to be expected. Of course, her family was cooperative. They tried to do whatever they could to help the investigators. During the investigation, the authorities made their way to Chris's office where she kept all of her financial information for her business and they were thinking that maybe some clues could come from there. And this is when they hit their first break in the case. However, it had nothing to do with the finances. Buried deep in her filing cabinet, they pulled a file that was labeled Letters from Bud, and inside the file, they found handfuls of love letters all addressed to Chris from a man named Bud Boyles. Bud Boyles was one of the truck drivers that worked for Richardson Trucking, and he had been working there for many years. Overall, he was a fairly likable person from the sounds of it, and he got along well with the other truck drivers. He formed many friendships while working with Richardson Trucking, and he also formed a friendship with Chris Richardson herself, which that's nothing out of the ordinary. Business owners make friends and acquaintances with their employees often. But Bud Boyle wanted more than just a friendship with Chris Richardson and according to those who knew and loved her most she did not share those same feelings with him Chris's daughter Amber was aware that Bud had sent her mom letters however she stated that her mom never expressed the need for help with the situation she never expressed any need for the authorities to get involved to her children Chris did confide in her husband, Ron, before he passed away about Bud and his letters and how it made her feel really uncomfortable. Not only that, but Bud went as far as giving flowers to Chris for Valentine's Day. Ron confronted Bud at Richardson Trucking and pretty much told Bud that he needed to lay off. He told him that he was crazy, Chris wasn't interested, and that this behavior really needed to stop. It was after Ron confronted Bud that her children became more aware of the situation, and they thought that at that point, Ron had put an end to it and the entire situation was over. But if anything, being confronted by her husband only made Bud go crazier. Bud continued to call Chris and to write her letters expressing his feelings for her, He told her that he loved her and that he didn't understand why she didn't love him back. He was completely obsessed with her, and what is absolutely wild here is not only did Ron tell him to knock it off, but Bud was a married man with children of his own. And whether his wife knew that he was obsessed with another woman is unknown, but this man was literally over the top towards Chris. When Ron passed away, Bud waited just two days before he started up his love letters again. I can only imagine how uncomfortable this all was for Chris. Not only was this man not backing down, but after the loss of her husband, he still was relentless with his pursuit of Chris. He gave her two whole days for the loss of her husband, and then he was straight back at it. I can't even imagine grieving my husband and then to have this crazy man constantly pestering and pursuing me after literally losing the love of my life. I feel so bad for Chris. It was after this point that Chris started to save these letters from Bud. It was the bookkeeper for Richardson Trucking that convinced Chris that she really needed to start documenting all of this, and thankfully she did because they had them when the investigators went looking for potential suspects in her case. Now, Crime Watch Daily was granted access to some snippets of these letters, and I'm going to read over them real quick for you guys just so you get an idea of his tone towards Chris. The first letter I have reads, quote, Chris, when I opened my heart to you and you trashed it, you did more damage than you could possibly know. And I truly wanted to stop living. How could you be so heartless? End quote. It continues to say, It's been said that love makes you do stupid things. I have no idea there would be so much pain. My feelings for you and Truck 85 are the only things that have kept me here all these years. He also wrote, I just need you to love me. I know you are afraid of me, and I don't quite understand why. I have never wanted to be your lover, and I have no intention of seducing you, so why are you afraid of me? End quote. In a different letter, he writes, quote, Chris, I need you to fire me from your company so I don't become a problem to you. If a man wants you, nothing can keep him away. End quote. And lastly, in one of the final letters that he gave to Chris, he states, quote, I'm not able to just quit you. I realize I lost my heart to someone who doesn't care. I am not able to remove you from my heart or my mind, and it's consuming me. End quote. Now, I'm sure all of you can agree that this guy was over the top obsessed with Chris. And Chris was getting more and more uncomfortable about it, which I think we all would feel that way. In the days before she went missing, she confided in people that she felt more and more afraid of Bud and that she even would make it a point to not be left alone with him. Chris's son Tracy told Crime Watch Daily that at a certain time, she got uncomfortable with him being in the office without another person around. So she always made sure, if she knew that he was going to be in there, that someone else was in there with her. I just want to take a moment, really quick, and state that even though this does seem fishy and like something is not right with this entire thing. Bud Boyles has never been officially charged with anything to do with Chris's disappearance. Naturally, though, he is a person of interest, but he is innocent until proven otherwise. I just wanted to reiterate that so everyone knows that I am absolutely not pointing the finger at him, but just stating the facts that are currently out there on this case. Days before the 60-year-old Chris Richardson went missing, Bud Boyles, the man who is becoming more and more obsessed and angry towards Chris, unexpectedly quit his job at Richardson Trucking, the multi-million dollar company that Chris Richardson owned and operated. And then just days after quitting, Chris Richardson completely vanishes and has never been seen again. Now, a lot of people don't think this is a coincidence, and the authorities were eager to interview Bud Boyles. Right off the bat, he provided the investigators with an alibi for the day that Chris went missing, but notably, he had three hours worth of time that he could not account for. And lo and behold, it was between those three hours that they believe Chris Richardson went missing. According to the investigators that interviewed Bud, Bud was great with remembering everything he did on that October 6th. He was very detailed in his description of what he did, where he went, what time it was, and so on. But there is that three-hour window of time that Bud seemed to have completely forgotten where he was or what he was doing. He had some sort of memory loss on that and overall he was pretty evasive and giving inconsistent stories about what he was doing during that time frame. Of course, this was a flag for authorities and they felt like he was hiding something. What was he hiding and why? Bud Boyle's has refused to speak to the press about Chris's disappearance, but Crime Watch Daily was able to track him down and kind of throw him off guard. As soon as they asked him about Chris, he got real defensive, and he began questioning them why they're bothering him, what do they want? And he denied any involvement and stated that on the night that she disappeared, he was at his shop. The more the reporter asked questions, the more worked up Bud got. He eventually told them to quit being stupid and abruptly stalked off towards his truck and got inside. Chris's son Tracy said that in this brief interview that Bud did, his statement of being at his shop that night was the first time he had ever heard him say that. And I'm not sure if that's because he just randomly made it up or perhaps he did tell the police that's where he was and they didn't ever relay that message to Tracy. But Tracy states that he is a lawyer by trade and while he completely and fully believes in the justice system and he believes that people should be presumed innocent until proven guilty, he fully believes that in order to prove your innocence, you need to be able to explain the red flags that may pop up when being questioned and he states that bud has not and cannot there are a lot of things that are left unanswered that makes everyone extremely uncomfortable one thing that was talked about was the fact that bud removed all company decals off of his truck the day before chris went missing A lot of people feel that this was an attempt to make his vehicle less recognizable or noticeable while out. However, it could just be a coincidence once more that can't be explained. Perhaps he removed those decals because he knew he was done with Richardson trucking. One thing, though, that sticks out to a lot of people is when Bud Boyles tells Crime Watch Daily that the only reason he stayed around at Richardson Trucking was because of Ron Richardson. Bud worked there for over 10 years, and when Ron passed away, Bud claims that he knew that his time at Richardson Trucking was done. He said that he no longer had a future at the business, and he only stayed because of Ron. But that completely contradicts what Bud had written in these love letters to Chris. He stated that the reason he stayed so long was because of Chris and Truck 85. And he literally cannot deny that those were his words, because thankfully, once more, Chris held on to those love letters he wrote. And I'm going to assume that he never thought that those letters would be kept and used against him. Now, I will say that the movement on the case has been very minimal. Which is so unfortunate, and I think that the authorities have really done the best that they could, given what evidence they have. They are just waiting for that one big break in the case, or that one witness to come forward with new information. Now, even though everyone assumes that Bud is guilty... Once more, I just want to remind you, he is innocent until proven guilty. He hasn't been charged. He hasn't officially been named a suspect. He's just a person of interest. And he has continued to deny any involvement in her disappearance. He had said once that he wished he knew what happened to her because he could really use the reward money. Chris Richardson's family has put up a $250,000 reward for information leading to an arrest and conviction of the person or persons responsible for her disappearance. At the time of her disappearance, Christy Lynn Richardson, who went by Chris, was 61 years old. If alive today, she would now be 71 years old. Chris is described as a white female with graying auburn hair, brown eyes, and stands at 5'4". She is 115 pounds and has pierced ears. Chris smokes cigarettes and was last known to be wearing a solid-colored shirt, denim capri pants, flats, and possibly a brown University of Wyoming Cowboys hoodie with the logo of a gold bucking horse on the back. If you or anyone you know has information, you can contact the Casper Wyoming Police Department at 307-235-8202. Unfortunately, that is all the information that I have to share with you all. I hope and I pray for answers for her family so they can finally have some ounce, some shred, no matter how small of closure that they can get. I can't imagine living life not knowing where my mom is crimeaholics make sure you find me on instagram at crimeaholly to keep up with what i have going on in life if you want more true crime content you can follow me on tiktok at podcast, and be sure to check out my new podcast crime with holly always remember to be aware and take care my friends much love to you all